The Biden regime has their fingerprints all over the prosecution of President Donald J. Trump. And we have all of the evidence that you guys need to see. Breitbart's Wendell Hughesflow joins us to discuss. Things got heated in Fulton County today. Fannie Willis literally couldn't control herself when she was talking about her formerly legally married boyfriend. Got so crazy that the judge had to ask her and everyone else to take a break. We bring you the very latest coming from Fulton County with criminal defense attorney David Gelman. Is 5G making you sick? Gina Pate joins us. A Florida deputy has resigned from his position after confusing an egg cord falling on his car for gunshots. We tell you the latest in the chaotic story that happened in Florida. Are banks on the verge of failing and collapsing? Dr. Kirk Elliott joins us. All that and more on The Brianna Morello Show. Happy Thursday, everyone. It was a crazy news day. There's so much to unpack. We're going to do it for you all in today's show. As I said to you guys earlier, we've got some great legal analysts coming on to talk about everything in Fulton County and in Manhattan regarding President Donald J. Trump. But there's so many headlines and the moves, the news cycle is moving so fast. And so when things like that happen, I turn to my good friends over at Citizen Free Press to kind of get like a condensed headlines that I need to read. Also, it's it's very humorous, so I enjoy it quite quite well. Uh, but I love getting all my information from citizenfreepress.com. It keeps you in the know. So let's head on over there now and see what Kane has been working on. So like I described, I mean, everything is just red right now. Kane is on fire. So what you see there is all that Fulton County related stuff. And we're going to go through all of that. I've got two great people joining the show. We're doing separate segments because there's so much to go through. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's just go through what else he has in the headlines that you might miss because the Fulton County stuff is just completely off the charts. Let's see. The first one up, it is, oh gosh, well, Biden orders a pause. You have to just figure this is going to happen these days. Biden's ordering a pause on Palestinians, of course. Uh, he's ordering an 18-month deportation pause for them. We're living in the U.S., of course. Why would you want them to go? No. So uh, he's saying that we cannot get rid of them. We have to keep them here. And let's see. What's his excuse? What's his excuse? So under Biden's order, Palestinian tourists, students, and workers in the U.S. will be allowed to skirt deportation until at least August of 2025. And many will legally be allowed to seek employment in the U.S. during those times, which is exciting, not. And, of course, you have to wonder why this is all happening. I mean, we, we, we see that these uh, woke lefties have been bullying Joe Biden on his policy when it comes to Israel and Gaza. So this is really just no surprise. It's a temporary safe haven, according to uh, Secretary Advisor, Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. Uh, it's so refreshing. I mean, they just... They, look at these guys. I mean, we see them at protests, right? These these pro-Palestinian protesters who are literally supporting terrorists. They're pro-Hamas. I always call them pro-Hamas all the time because that's what they are. And uh, these are the people now we can't support. So thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you, Joe. This makes America better. Just kidding. It does nothing to make America better, but that's why they're pushing it. Another story that should have been on your radar, which I thought was quite interesting, George Soros, which is now being run by his son, Alex, is uh, buys a, the second largest chain of radio stations in the U.S., which, 
I'm sure it's just coincidental, right, that it's happening right before a major election in the U.S. Hmm, interesting. So the George Soros Fund is about to take control of the nation's second largest chain in radio stations. And yes, this could be very scary if you're somebody who really does care for our democracy. But it looks like the left-leaning billionaire, uh, it's his fund, so it's the Soros Fund, has just bought up all of these stations for $400 million. These are the ones, Audis, which is a, uh, I think it's behind, yep, uh, iHeart. So that's interesting in itself. It was interesting too, because I'm a New Yorker, so I'm very familiar with the station. It also includes New York's W Fan, which is interesting, but which is also just a sports radio station. But it also includes 1010 Winds, which is massive. That's probably the reason why he, he did all of this. But it's obviously very scary considering we all know what he does to media outlets when he purchased them up. I think it was just a year ago also where he purchased all those Hispanic radio stations too prior to the – no, I think it was prior to midterms actually. So he just keeps purchasing our media and and it's deeply concerning because we all know what comes with this. You have to start covering his leftist, uh, his less leftist angle and all of these stories. So yeah, you should be a little concerned. And then I thought this story was pretty comical, especially coming out of Valentine's Day. But there's a new dating app out there, guys. And this dating app requires users to have a credit score of 675 or above. And it's for people with good credit. That's interesting. Very interesting given, you know, the dating world. So ultimately, it's those who are looking for somebody who's not going to cause a financial headache for them. The new app, which is called Score, is a dating app for people with good credit that requires users to have a 670 credit or above to join. Now, it's not going to tell the person you're matching with what your credit score is. It's just something that the company is going to overlook and kind of obtain all of your information, which sounds interesting. Uh, it's meant to maybe pull in people who are financially responsible, who are fearful of a long-term spouse who will drag down their credit score. So I think that's interesting. Will it be a success? If you're somebody who really cares for your finances, I'm sure you really would love this. So very interesting, especially given the fact that Valentine's Day was yesterday and we all told you about the right stuff, which is a conservative dating app. I'm sure everyone on there has good credit scores too. So it's interesting. So again, guys, head over to citizenfreepress.com if you're looking to kind of get all the headlines and understand them all because it's a crazy news cycle today. And I know Kane is sitting there. And I wasn't even going to ask him to come on today because I know he's punching away and going nuts right now because it's just all flowing in so quickly. So again, guys, it's citizenfreepress.com. Well, 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 there's more evidence, of course, that, well, like we've been telling you, this is a political touch job being carried out against President Donald J. Trump. And of course, the Biden regime has their fingerprints all over it. And it's all being mapped out in a new Breitbart article. And I wanted to bring your attention to it because it's well-written and it's very detailed. And these are all the key facts that you need to know. So let's jump into it. So there are three separate prosecutors reportedly who have met with White House aides before indicting President Donald J. Trump. Interesting, right? As many of you know, he's also the political opponent of President Joe Biden. Now, the interesting part in all of this is the three prosecutors are obviously Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. Many of you guys know he is the one who is prosecuting President Jay Trump, Jay Trump because of the hush money that was allegedly given to Stormy Daniels. Now, earlier today, President Donald Trump did appear in a courtroom where a judge did set that trial date to March 25th. So that will soon 
happen. And we're going to talk about that later, but the legal analysts kind of break all that down for us. But it's not just Alvin Bragg who allegedly met with White House aides and staffers before indicting the former president. Jack Smith, who has his case in Miami, well, he also allegedly met with White House aides. And we'll break you down, we'll break all those details down in just a moment. And it doesn't stop there. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, yep, her fingerprints are on it too. She's meeting with the White House allegedly through her special prosecutor. It's all very, very interesting. But We've been telling about this forever, guys. This is a political hitch job. It's well orchestrated, and it's being used to bury bad press for President Joe Biden. So let's take a look at the first case. Okay, so the first case we're going to talk about is the Alvin Bragg one. That's the one that happened in Manhattan, and that's the one that's set to start prior to the election, which is March 25th. Now, the first indictment occurred on April 4th, and this is all in the Breitbart article that I want to bring your attention to. Now, on that same day of that first indictment, that former uh, former White House aide, which was to Joe Biden, her name, Kathy Chung, she testified about Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. Now, her testimony, if you guys recall, actually contradicted Joe Biden's recollection on those events. Not surprising. On March 17th, Brad asked for a meeting with federal law enforcement ahead of Trump indictment. And that's according to Fox News. And then you guys might also recall the individual who Alvin Bragg brought on to help prosecute President Donald Trump is actually a former senior DOJ official. And he spent years targeting President Donald Trump. And we told you all about him. And then it goes on to mapping out what was really happening in Manhattan. We told you guys before, Attorney General, New York Attorney General Tish James did, in fact, meet with White House officials. We have that record because it's in the logs. And again, it's all wrapped into one for you guys. The second case, we talk about Jack Smith. Jack Smith filed the second indictment on June 8th, 2023. On that same day, the FBI 1023 forms surface, alleging that Joe Biden was bribed with $5 million. Again, that was when the second indictment dropped. Interesting, huh? Now, if you look at it all, Later in June, Smith filed a supersede indictment in the case that day after Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell apart. So you guys remember when when Hunter Biden was trying to get that sweet deal and in Delaware and it fell apart because the judge was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, who, why are you giving him this deal? You're, you're accusing somebody of all of these heinous crimes and he just walks off with a slap on the wrist. Of course, it's partisan. Well, if you recall, Smith filed the indictment on that same day. Again, to bury the news cycle, to make sure that Joe Biden didn't get any negative press coverage again. And then months prior to the indictments, okay, Biden counsel met with a top member of Smith's team just nine weeks before he indicted President Donald Trump. Just nine weeks, guys. And it doesn't stop there. We talked about it before. Fannie Willis over in Fulton County. It gets worse. Months before the indictment, Willis's top prosecutor, Nathan Wade, who happens to be her boyfriend, but at the time of this, he was legally married. All right. So Willis's top prosecutor met twice with Biden White House counsel. Now we know that they met twice because, well, Nathan Wade billed Georgia taxpayers. And those meetups happened on May 23rd and November 18th, a year before he was charged in Fulton County. So ultimately, guys, the Biden regime has their fingerprints all over this political hit job. So they're trying to bury the president with criminal prosecuting 
and civil lawsuits. But obviously, President Donald Trump isn't going down without a fight, and he'll take all of it on, and he doesn't care. Let's welcome in the man who's behind this latest Breitbart article, Wendell Husebo. He is the Breitbart News political reporter. He is also the author of Politics of Slave Morality. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Let's talk about your article right now. It's up on Breitbart because it's very interesting. There's so much going on right now in all three of these areas. Uh, uh, let's, I guess, start off with what happened today in Manhattan. And that's related to the Stormy Daniels hush money case brought on by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Now, they're saying that his court date, his trial is going to begin on March, tw- uh, March 25th, which is prior to the election. What do you make of all of this? Because we know that, like you stated in your article, that this indictment dropped when testimony regarding, you know, Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents was contradicting his version of events. And so that was very suspicious in itself when we saw all those news articles popping up so quickly and then it kind of disappeared. But then again, it looks like Bragg is having meetings with the White House. What's going on in Manhattan, Wendell? I think what's really going on is that the Democrats really fear Donald Trump and his return to power. I think Mm -hmm. one of the ways that they're going about attacking Trump is obviously through lawfare. And these three cases are, you know, I think a pretty good example, or at least I think Donald Trump has said that they're a very good example of election interference. And so with the case uh, today, uh, with uh, Alvin Bragg and uh, Jack Smith and Fannie Willis. All of these are converging, and uh, we will see how they all play out. I think right now, as it is, the Fannie Willis is most likely to lean in Trump's favor in the end, but uh, we'll just have to hold on and see. Yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting because all of these 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 criminal cases all popped up relatively the same time and they were all being used to kind of bury uh, corruption allegations facing joe biden directly and then we're also seeing stories popping up now of course regarding his 2016 campaign and how he was being spied on and his top his top allies and friends were being spied on as well what is it about the allegations in alvin bragg's case uh well the allegations you guys are mapping out regarding alvin bragg meeting with the white house that has you so concerned right now about this being a political hit job Well, Joe Biden has denied uh, having anything to do with these cases. He's always said Mm -hmm. that he's going to let, you know, uh, prosecutors or special counsels handle all of the uh, investigations into his political opponents and that he's hands off. But he said the same thing regarding uh, the Hunter Biden crime family uh, scandal. He said that I, I haven't had anything to do with uh, you know, the family business. But a lot of the facts uh, point to the contrary. And I think James Comer has done a good job bringing that to light. So Joe Biden is denying on both fronts any involvement in either situation. And it it really uh, raises questions of, you know, whether Joe Biden is telling the truth. Yeah. And so many times we do catch him in misleading statements. We'll put that nicely. So it's it's interesting to see all of this kind of unfolding. We're talking about also Fulton County and everything that's kind of happened in Fulton County today regarding the disqualification hearing that's going on right now. In that disqualification hearing, we're hearing reports that 
not only is there suspicion regarding the money that was being passed around between both Fannie Willis and the special prosecutor she brought on, uh, Nathan Wade. Now, to remind our audience, Nathan Wade was a private citizen. It wasn't until Fannie Willis brought him on board to lead the investigation into President Donald Trump and his co-defendants. Did he have this role? They're kind of going back and forth with the dates as to when they started dating. They believe, and this is Michael Roman's attorneys, they believe that the two started dating back in 2019. It seems to be that way. There was another friend of Fannie Willis who also confirmed that the pair was together back in 2019. But when Nathan Wade hit the stand today, he said that their relationship didn't start that uh, earlier, that it actually started back in 2021, I believe 2022. So after he was brought on board for all of this. What are you making of everything that's happening right now in Fulton County? Because it looks like Fannie Willis could potentially be disqualified as the lead prosecutor in this case. If it's true that Joe Biden is interfering in the presidential election, um, he's not doing a very good job, which kind of makes sense because he's kind of brain dead, or at least he seems brain dead. <laughs> Why wouldn't he investigate any of these people that he you know, wants to uh, investigate uh, Trump. I think they should have, I think the team maybe should have dug a little deeper into the backgrounds of some of these people because Fannie Willis and Wade, they seem to go back, you know, a long ways. And uh, their recent claims that, you know, oh, this is a new relationship after, you know, we launched this case against Trump, it just doesn't seem to be true. And we're going to see what the judge determines whether or not. Uh, Fannie Willis is essentially compromised and she's compromised the case. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what the ruling is. I think the judges said there has to be some sort of financial component. So the hearing today, I think, went back and forth about, you know, about the money uh, and specifically about the money. Wade said uh, that he reimbursed or that he was reimbursed by Willis in cash. Well, someone who's reimbursed in cash and doesn't have any record of cash, that just is more shadiness. And it just speaks to the shadiness of the Democrat Party and the shadiness of Joe Biden. Yeah, it does. It does. And, you know, I've tried reaching out to, uh, I don't know if most of our audience knows, but in Georgia, they have a Republican governor and a Republican AG. And so they should be deeply concerned because there's also allegations regarding money that was allocated towards her offices that was being mishandled, grants, federal grants and, and all of this. So you'd think that the state would step in, but also now since it's federal, potentially Congress could step in and try to begin investigating all this, which I know that they say they are. So we'll see. Wendell, what would you like to see Republicans do? Because your article maps it out pretty clearly that this is a political hit job when all of these people are meeting personally with the White House. What can Republicans do to kind of push back on all of this? I think they're doing a couple of things. And I think some Republicans are not on the same team, essentially. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who we've interviewed a lot, uh, has demanded that Kemp, Brian Kemp, Governor Brian Kemp, open an investigation into Willis, and he refuses to do so and has just pawned it off on a House committee. Uh, there's a Senate committee, which has opened an investigation into the matter, but, uh, but um, they don't have any authority to remove Willis. And Jim Jordan in Congress, he has subpoenaed Willis, it seemed like, uh, Willis tried to avoid that subpoena. So he had the U.S. Marshals uh, deliver it. And so we'll see how that one plays out because, you know, that one has a little bit more teeth. 
But in the end, I think Trump's attorneys are doing a very good job, per, you know, trying to convince the judge to throw Willis out of the courtroom and get her away from, you know, prosecuting Trump. Yeah, yeah. No, they're doing a great job. All of these co-defendants here, their legal teams are really going through and sifting all of this out because there's so much going on right now. And it's just so obvious of the level of corruption that's going on right now in Fulton County. And so we're hopeful that they'll be able to get all of this tossed. I don't think, though, from the people that I've spoken to legally say that, like, this isn't going to disappear. This is likely just going to get reassigned to somebody else. So we'll see. Uh, Wendell, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And again, guys, you guys could read his article. It's well-written. It's very detailed. It's over on Breitbart's website right now. So make sure you check it out. Thank you so much. So I just finished unpacking my latest order from MyPillow. And there's so much to tell you guys about. The new MyPillow 2.0 line is incredible. And it's not just me. Gia and Giuseppe are also loving their MyPillow dog beds. Gia is so obsessed with it. She wants to eat on it, play on it. She literally never leaves her bed. She is loving the MyPillow dog beds, and I'm sure your pups at home would too. And it's just not that. My best friend, Allie, I gifted her the new MyPillow slippers, and she's loving it. She describes it as walking on clouds. It's so incredible. So make sure you head over to MyPillow.com and secure up to 66% off. It's an incredible deal. Make sure you use promo code Brianna. That's B-R-E-A-N-N-A. And you guys got to get there now. Once word gets out that these items are all on the market now, the updated ones, well, he's going to sell out quickly. To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. Things are getting heated in Fulton County. And if you missed everything that unwrapped today during the disqualification hearing, I've got so much to tell you guys. I mean, what was happening today was crazy. And then Fannie Willis made a surprise appearance, and it got even crazier. So let's kind of go over what happened specifically. So Fannie Willis is being accused of, well, she's actually admitted to it now, having a personal relationship, a romantic relationship with a special prosecutor who was a, I should remind you, was a private citizen before she brought him in as the special prosecutor to go after President Donald J. Trump and his co-defendants. And so Georgia taxpayer money was going towards him and his bills, and he was just billing them all for things. So then when the allegations regarding their relationship came about, at first, Fannie was very quiet, and I told you that was very suspicious. And then they had to admit that it was true. And so now we have this disqualification hearing that's going on right now in Fulton County, and it's been incredible. So who brought on these allegations at first? Well, Mike Roman's attorney, her name, Ashley uh, Merchant, has been crushing it. She crushed it earlier this morning going after 
these witnesses and kind of just getting them to say what's going on. What they were arguing about pretty much is the start of this relationship. Now, Ashley believes that it started back in October of 2019. She says that she has proof that she's heard this from other people. And, and other people are saying that it didn't, or I should just say it's Nathan Wade saying it didn't start that soon. That's actually when they first met, but it wasn't romantic. And in his words, they only had two or three conversations back in 2019. And so it's interesting. But what was really interesting was when uh, Merchant was questioning a former Fulton County DA employee and a friend, a former friend of Fannie Willis. And she specifically asked her about the romantic relationship and whether or not it happened back in 2019. Now listen to Fannie Willis's friend's response. Romantic is later. When I ask you personal, do you take that to mean romantic? Yes. And do you understand it, that their relationship began in 2019 and continued until the last time you spoke with her? Yes. Okay, guys, again, so she's saying it happened in 2019. Now, let's take a look at these, this paperwork. This was filed by Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis. It contradicts everything you just heard there. They're saying that their relationship began back in 2022, like I told you about earlier. So again, that's a big part of all of this because if their relationship started prior to this, that's a big thing to leave out. Why would she bring on her, at the time, legally married boyfriend to take on the prosecuting of President Donald Trump and his co-defendants? So that's interesting. And then we're going to get into a little bit about the reimbursement. Now, we pointed out to you guys earlier, there was credit card statements, his credit card statements that came about during his divorce uh, proceedings. And in those credit card statements, it was his business credit card statements that there was a direct correlation of him booking Fannie Willis's flights for their vacations on his business card. Now, the reason why that's so important is if you're somebody who is billing Georgia taxpayers for hours that you say that you worked while investigating all of this, and then you're taking the person on vacations who may or may have not been the one that you were, you know, who, well, she was the one who hired him, you're taking them on vacations kind of looks like you're funneling money to pay for those vacations through these billing processes. And when I spoke with people about his actual bills, they said that they were very strange on how he was billing. He was just billing for all of his time in one. And it was very confusing, which could be intentional. So there's a lot to kind of go through all of this. And so I'm not a lawyer, nor do I pretend to be one. So let's bring in a criminal defense attorney to discuss all of this. Please welcome David Gelman. David, thank you for jumping on with us today. There's so much to go over, so we really appreciate your time. Hey, Brianna. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So a lot to unpack here. I want to start off with the relationship and the timeline because they're still debating that back and forth. Now, why mm -hmm. is it so important to get the exact date of when these two started dating, whether it was in 2019 or 2022? How does this play into her potentially being disqualified from this case? Well, both are pretty devastating to her, if you ask me. So, you know, and I want you to understand something in the prosecutor's office. And I was a former prosecutor before I became, uh, as they want to say, on the dark side. Uh, but in the prosecutor's <laughs> office, they have what they call SOAs. And they are what they uh, prosecutors have to pretty much file standards of procedure. And every prosecutor's office has these. And what they are is. You know, the first thing is do not have sex and do not have sexual relations with coworkers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you do, you have to tell somebody. Well, 
obviously they never did this. Now, going back to your question, is it, you know, why is it important to, if they did it, if they had sex in 2019 compared to 2022? Well, it goes to all the credibility. Now they are both saying they started a relationship in 2022 during his divorce or whatever it may be. Now today, her friend or former friend is now saying, no, they started a relationship in 2019. Well, that's well before she, number one, ran for district attorney, where her sole goal has been to indict President Trump. Number two, um, <clears throat> excuse me, number two, she uh, appointed Wade before, or I'm sorry, while they were you know, having a relationship. So now she's, I guess, paying him to go after an enemy of hers. So, you know, you are talking about political persecution, if you will. You're talking about, uh, you know, political uh, malpractice. You're, 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 you're going through a rabbit hole of different things where not only is it unethical, but it's criminal at the same time. She's going to be looking at a huge, huge, uh, you know, if you will, shitstorm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does look uh, that's like that's a legal that. term. That's a <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's, we're looking at all this and it's, it's so crazy. And then, I mean, Nathan Wade got so cocky about this that he even billed Georgia taxpayers for meeting with the White House. And you could sit here and pretend like this isn't a political hit job, but when you're billing the White, when you're billing Georgia taxpayers for meeting with the White House, when they should have no say in any of this, because this is the county prosecuting, that's deeply concerning. And then just the money, the money just seems to be so, uh, sensitive with these two. So, what happened earlier today, and this is video of him speaking during the hearing, they got a little emotional because they were talking about taking vacations. And the two have taken a lot of vacations together. And a lot of those vacations were charged onto his credit cards. And again, that's business credit cards. So when Nathan Wade was asked about these vacations that he was paying for, this was his defense. And it was quite strange. We'll play the clip show that you paid for travel with Miss Willis. Yes, ma'am. Um, those records demonstrate that you paid for travel with yourself and Miss Willis, correct? They, sh they should. Okay. And let's just talk about that travel. Okay. Um, the first trip is Belize in March 2023. Is that a trip that you took with Miss Willis? Are you asking? Did you take a trip with Ms. Willis in 2023 to, to Belize? Belize? I did. Did you take a trip to California with Ms. Willis in 2023? I did. Did you pay for those trips on that credit card? I used the credit card to book the, the travel, but un understand. She that, paid you back cash. Well, let me say this. Let's take the Belize trip, for example, since okay. you started there. That was a birthday gift to me, so I paid nothing for that trip. Zero. Okay. So the, the charges that are on your card, she gave you cash for? She did. Okay. Traveling with her um, is, is, a, is a task. You can probably imagine the attention that, that happens. So for safety reasons, um, she would limit her transaction.
Okay, so apparently she pays cash and she walks around with thousands of dollars in cash because she's afraid for safety concerns to bill things to her private credit cards, which is interesting. And then I want to also play a quick clip, quick clip ugh, because Fannie Willis did show up to the hearing and I know most people thought it was unexpected, but she did pop in and she kind of lost it. They had to take a quick break because she was losing her mind on the stands. But this was her response to her carrying around tons of cash and using that as a form of repayment. me how much it is and I give them the money back I don't just like you're asking me about the money with Robin I don't do my friends like that so if you tell me it's a G then you're gonna get a thousand dollars whatever it is I didn't ever make him produce receipts to me whatever he told me it was I gave him the money back okay David so you're a former prosecutor and a criminal defense attorney have you ever heard of a prosecutor carrying around thousands of dollars in cash because they feared for their safety no, not at all. In fact, I don't know many prosecutors who even have thousands of dollars in cash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's pretty hard to do, honestly. Uh, in fact, uh, most prosecutors don't, they're, they're not well known. But they, nobody knows them. What, who does she think she is? Like the princess of, you know, Atlanta? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, she has a very uh, high reputation of herself, I think. And I think that that's exactly why she's in the predicament that she's in, in my opinion. The, mm-hmm. You know, I, her demeanor today on the stand and, you know, just how she walked in. I don't know. I'm sure you were watching that. She just, she winked at whoever it was. I don't know if it was a bailiff or, you know, an attorney and all. Just everything about her today, it made me. I don't, I'm not want to say mad, but it just, it infuriates me. You know, she just, she thinks that she's above the law almost. And look, I understand what the DA is. You are the chief law enforcement officer of the county or the city, wherever you are. But she, she, she thinks she's just better than everybody. She gives off a vibe and it just, it really, I don't know, just gives you a bad taste in your mouth. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. Now. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just I, I don't I don't like it. And it just it, everything she's saying, she's just be, being very combative. If you uh, and you can see it with every question being asked, simple, not simple, doesn't matter. Now, there's no jury here. This is all being, you know, going to be decided by the judge. But even the judge, I can see by the way he's even asking questions or even asking her to stop, let the judge, let the other attorneys finish their questions. You know, when a judge does that, not just once or twice, you know, but multiple times that really has something you, you can kind of read into it. All right. Um, and, and a prosecutor is an attorney. So the pro- they should really know how to conduct themselves in a courtroom, a court of law. This woman is really making a mockery of the court of law. She's making a mockery of everything today. Um, I don't know what she's honestly trying to do. Uh, you know, she's trying to go after Donald Trump, obviously, and I think it's backfiring. It is. And she's literally having a mental breakdown on the stand today. I mean, she was literally throwing up papers and doing this. And and she is an attorney and she should know better. She should be able to, you know, act like an adult in a courtroom. And it's it's disturbing to see, let's say best case scenario, and I'm a little biased in this, best case scenario, the judge says she should be disqualified because of her relationship with the special prosecutor. What happens from there? How do they proceed from there? Well, there could be a couple of things. So if she is disqualified, 
they could number one assign this to another special uh, special prosecutor, special counsel. So the attorney general's office could potentially take it, or there could be another uh, another county could potentially take over the case. Now they will have to then look at the merits of the case. Now look, you and I and a lot of other attorneys who have looked at this will probably come to the same conclusion that there are no merits to the case and they probably would drop it. Or in the alternative, the case could be just flat out dismissed in the, uh, if that came to fruition. Um, I don't think the latter would happen. I think the former would probably happen where it would probably go to the attorney general's office due to the amount of press, if you will, and, and everything going on. And I think they would be the ones that have to look at everything happening here. But uh, I do think if that did occur in the end, the attorney general's office would have to, would after taking a strong look at all the evidence being held here. And again, looking at everything that because of Fannie Willis and what they did and the, uh, and just how they screwed everything up, if you will, I think Mm. they would have to throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. And I would be interested to see if they'd even prosecute him him and all of his co-defendants using the RICO because a lot of people who saw and have legal minds, not me, uh, think it's absurd that they used RICO law and applied it to this because it just was not the conspiracy that they were trying to cook it up to be. You will never see RICO in in the state courts. I've never seen it happen. In, in a state court uh, case, never. I mean, they have it as a state law, but you know, it just never happens. It, it's a federal law, and I I don't know why it is. A, it, they have it in state laws just to have it, but again, they have this is a reach, and that is even a reach to say it's a reach. <laughs> so yeah. I, I really, uh, I, again, this is just something to keep. President Trump off the ballot. All right. This is something that she has been campaigning for, just like the DA in New York. Same reason. Um, it is yeah. something that they're trying to do. And I, I think the public sees us, but we'll see. Yeah. And speaking of New York, so ultimately, uh, Donald Trump did want to go to the uh, the disqualification hearing in Georgia, but then suddenly couldn't because the Manhattan case popped back up on his schedule. I'm sure, just the coincidence, of course. Uh, today, though, in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg made his best arguments regarding you know starting up the trial, and the judge did rule in that case that the trial is going to start on March 25th. That one is involving the hush money paid to Stormy Daniels. Now, just to remind our audience, to Alvin Bragg is prosecuting this, but his predecessor, uh, Cy Young, he's not he's not doing any of this. He was the one who re- originally was like, I'm not going to prosecute this. And even the Biden DOJ didn't want to prosecute either. But Bragg is like, oh, I'm going to prosecute this because uh, he thinks that he's got a case. He's like, this is a second crime here was a direct quote, which I thought was pretty weird. But he's doing all this legal gymnastics to move forward. Now, the judge in this case, though, Judge Juan Merchant or Merch Chan, I think I think, I think that's the pronunciation. It's interesting in this because he's a Soros-backed judge, and then he's also donated previously to Joe Biden's presidential campaign. Now, although it was only $15, it's still a donation. It does show bias. Do you think anything will come of this discovery regarding this donation, or is this just going to drag on and, and kind of move before the election? Because I think there's a correlation between setting the court date prior to the election and potentially the political donation he made to Joe Biden. You know, I, I would like to think something would happen regarding this, uh, the bias. And I do believe that there is a bias with the judge. 
But no, I do not believe that anything substantial in nature will happen. Now, I know the judge today did set down the trial date for March 25th, and it is a shame. I don't think this should be going. Um, I believe that is political interference. And frankly, this is a case that should never been brought in the beginning, if you ask me. I mean, as you just said, Alvin Bragg's predecessor said, I'm not bringing, I'm not even going to be indicting this case. I'm not going to charge this case. So why the hell are my, why is he even bringing this case now? Simple reason, just like Fannie Willis. It's because he wants to make a name for himself. He wants to do, he, he wants to charge President Trump. He wants, I don't know if it's just to get a higher office or just to make a name for, who knows? But he, and he just wants to stop President Trump from running again and potentially winning. Uh, I I don't think that's a a secret anymore. And I think the merits of this are pretty terrible. In fact, he charged 34 counts and they are first degree counts. They, uh, it's pretty impossible to charge 34 counts of what he's being, of of what he's being charged with, which are pretty much tax evasion and tax counts when he has to be proving that they are in furtherance of another tax crime. What are the crimes? They're all alleging that all these crimes are being alleged that President Trump um, paid off Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. So mm-hmm. what exactly is the crime? I'm trying to find that out because they both they both signed non-disclosure agreements. I don't mm-hmm. I don't see the crime here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't either. And they're, they're, both parties were all happy with this until the prosecutors started getting involved. And by the way, I said Cy Young. I got baseball in my mind. It was Cy Vance. <laughs> this press well, you know, I was like, training's happening. Uh, you know, so it's good. <laughs> I used to be an MLB reporter. So I see the word Cy and I always associate it with Young. It's a bad habit. Thank you so much, That's David, right. for jumping in today. We appreciate it so much for your insight on all of this. Well, we'll bring you back on when more develops. And I'm sure there'll be a lot more coming. I look forward to coming back on, Brianna. Thank you. If you enjoyed that interview, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you're watching us on Rumble or YouTube, make sure you give us a thumbs up. And we appreciate all of your feedback. So make sure you leave a comment for us on how we are doing. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, I don't know why you're watching on YouTube. You know they're going to censor us, of course. So make sure you give my Substack a follow. You could do so by heading over to briannamorello.com. Scroll on down to my Substack and sign up. It's absolutely free. And while you're there, if you'd like to, feel free to make a donation to support our journalism here on this very show. You can either make a one-time donation or a monthly donation, and it's up to you on how much or how little you'd like to give. So feel free, and we'd greatly appreciate that. And if you're listening on any of our podcasting platforms, make sure you give us a five-star review. Now we'll be right back with more of The Brianna Morello Show. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. Under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came up with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. Is 5G making you sicker? Well, it's possible 
There's a Forbes article that's out that I wanted to bring your attention to because I think it's relatively interesting, and it goes back and forth with the debate. Is 5G making us sicker? Well, according to this report, it's a toss-up, they're saying. Scientists and experts, they are deeply concerned about 5G, and they've been concerned for several years now. I wanted to bring up point that was in the article that I thought was interesting back in 2017, doctors and scientists launched a petition to stop 5G rollout in the EU. Ultimately, these doctors and experts were like seriously concerned about the risk of developing cancer from 5G and the exposure. But the article cites that there's not much in the way of data out there right now because it is relatively new. But just going basis of our own experience, it does feel like there's something going on and you can't really put your finger on it. I know just speaking for myself, I used to be able to sleep at night without waking up. And now I wake up at least three or four times in the middle of the night. But this all is interesting because if you don't, if you, in case you're not aware, during the pandemic, we saw a bunch of cell phone towers going up throughout the country. Currently, right now, we're at about 400,000 cell phone towers across the US. So what's really going on here? Well, I'm not the expert, but I will bring one in. Let's bring in Gina Paith. She is the CEO and founder of Redemption Shield. Gina, thank you for joining us today. We greatly appreciate it. Great to be here, Brianna. It's so nice to be with you, and I look forward to sharing anything that uh, can be a help to your listeners. Yeah. Well, I've got a ton of questions for you because, I mean, like I stated, I used to be able to sleep throughout the night. I never woke up, and for some reason now, I am waking up, and so, you know, I, I'm concerned because there's things that I can't move, right? Like my, my Wi-Fi router is very close to my bed. It's just based on how my apartment was built. And my cell phone is now my alarm. And so I'm concerned. Okay. Is there any reason why our viewers at home should be concerned that maybe all of these frequencies are disrupting our, just our health, overall health? Well, you are tr- just right on the, the money there when you say that this is a little bit more controversial. Some people think it, it, there's nothing really here. But the issue is the amount of uh, high frequency radiation or RF radiation that we're all d- dealing with at this point. Uh, we're dealing with smart meters on the side of our homes, our cell phones next to our heads. We have Bluetooth. We have our uh, huge Wi-Fi, you know, 2.4 gigahertz. Now it's already up to seven gigahertz that you can find for gamers. So these Wi-Fi routers are becoming more powerful every day. The cell towers in abundance everywhere that are just going up left and right. So these are all things that we're all kind of getting this influx of these high frequencies and our bodies are not used to this. We just haven't had to deal with this before. So what's concerning to me and became an issue for me is dealing with um, headaches and insomnia, like you were mentioning personally. And I started to realize that, hey, this is not going to go away. This is something that we're all going to deal with. And it's only going to get faster as we go with 5G satellites, no less. So it's it's everything. It's not just a few things anymore. Yeah, I think that's the part that's really concerning for so many of us because, well, first off, we don't even have a say if 5G towers are going up near our homes at this point. They could just pop them up anywhere, which is uh, deeply concerning. But how does frequency kind of interrupt your sleep? Because I think that's the the question that so many Americans have because there Mm -hmm. is a linkage to it for sure. 
Right. Well, these high frequencies, our bodies are are affected by frequencies all the time. I mean, we've got our EMF that we get from the sun or from, you know, just just our regular environment. Now we have all these artificial frequencies and our bodies just aren't used to that. And everyone responds a little bit differently. Some people are very sensitive and I talk to them all the time from people all over the world that are dealing with these sensitivities. And we call that electromagnetic hypersensitivity. There are people who can't even have a laptop in their home. They can't have Wi-Fi. They can't have certain things in their home. They get really sick. And that's something that I started to deal with. I can actually hear the high pitch from like a, a printer or a Bluetooth. I can actually hear that. So that's my sensitivity. And um, so what I can't, you know, started to realize is, you know, there's this natural frequency that comes from the earth. It's a Schumann resonance. And when we attach ourselves to that, it's a healing frequency. So there's good frequencies and there's bad frequencies. So if you've ever heard of grounding or earthing, I do that all the time. And in fact, I've got a grounding mat right here. And you might think, well, what does that do? Well, amazingly, when we attach ourselves to the earth frequencies, we get um, healing ions that come up in our body. And so I was starting to get sick about six years ago and I started grounding and earthing with these grounding bed mats and computer mats and all of these different things. And I started to see a huge change in my health. And so that was the beginning. And do you want to see a test? Would you like to see how that works? I would love to see a test because I think that was so interesting. I've heard about this test that you do. And I think that's what's so fascinating is to see how it actually works. Yes. I think it really helps people to understand this isn't just an idea. It actually really something's going on. So I just use a basic voltage meter, a multimeter, and I like to just, I ground it and then I'll hold this round probe, this red probe. And you can see the frequency in my body is three point, if you can see that there, 3.1 mm-hmm. volts. Now I'm going to touch my mat and look at that. All of that voltage just left my okay. body. All That's of those incredible. positive. And so what happens is you start to sleep better at night. Your body goes into a healing mode. And so this is this natural frequency that takes this these bad frequencies out of your body. So grounding is critical for you and I now because we're living in such high frequency environments. So this is like literally being at the beach. Imagine that I'm sleeping at the beach in my bed and it's literally, I'm getting the same effect of having my feet in the sand. So we don't even realize when you put your feet in the sand, you're grounded. So the same that's amazing. thing happened. Yeah. It, it, that's incredible. And I love the test because it shows you how it works. It really makes a huge difference. And I, when people see this, I feel like that just opens their eyes. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I had so much frequency or electrons in my body. But you think about it, we're electrical beings. When somebody is, uh, needs to be resuscitated, we use you know, electricity. 
So it's very similar. We can use these conductive materials and we can take out that electricity. I find falling asleep is like nothing. I'll, I'll go lay down and I'm asleep in no time. It takes inflammation out of your body. You recover after a workout much faster. So there's just, it helps so many different variety of people. So it's not just people who are elderly or it can be the younger 20 year old who wants to work out at the gym and they just recover so much quicker. It's incredible. So, and like I mentioned, you're open. You're the CEO and founder of redemptionshield.com. That's actually where you sell these mats. And it's incredible. It's not just the mats that you have. You have a bunch of other products there on the website, which is incredible. Um, I'm hearing great reviews about your bed sheets that you have available on the website. Can you tell us a little bit about the bed sheets? Because everyone's loving those these days. I, I got raving reviews from all these people about your bed sheets. Thank you. Yes, they're wonderful. Um, this is just one of the pillowcases that I have, and it also grounds. So it's just like the mat. Um, and you just plug that into the third round hole in your outlet, and that takes the electricity out of your body as well. And it's very soft. It's a combed cotton, and it literally has silver running through it. So that's what's conductive in this material. So these are wonderful, and I really... Like people love the pillowcases, they love the fitted sheets or the flat sheet. Either way, you can do it all if you want. So, and then we also have the mats that you can put under a fitted sheet. So uh, we have several colors in that. And then one of the things that I love too, and just real quick, is the Wi-Fi router cover. This is really nice because our Wi-Fi's are so powerful now. And mm -hmm. if you want to cut down on that power, you can put this right over the top of your Wi-Fi router. And look at this. I just want to show you. This is just measuring Wi-Fi in the room. This is, this is how bad it is. This is high frequency. So you can literally put it in here and look what happens. That's amazing. That's Isn't incredible. That amazing? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it really works. Everything that I sell at redemptionshield.com is um, very effective and has been tested very thoroughly. So I love that. I love that. And you're having a sale right now on redemptionshield.com. So I want to let our audience know that, but you were kind enough for our audience to allow them not only to get the sale prices, which were amazing, but also they could tack on an extra 10% off by using promo code Bree. That's B-R-E. So that's amazing for our audience right now on your website to go around and to use that discount code on top of the sale. So we're very grateful that again, guys, it's Brie, B-R-E that you guys could use right now on her website. Gina, tell us about some of the other products because I'm hearing a lot about the, the mat. You just put it under your bed sheets. Is that how it works? You wouldn't have under to use bed both the bed sheets with you? Yeah. Yep. You don't have to get the grounded bed sheets. You can use your regular bed sheet and you can get the grounding mat that goes right underneath it. Um, and those are wonderful. We sell a ton of the mats. They'll last a lifetime. Um, so very, you know, uh, very good length. And as far as sheets go, they're a little bit more comfortable, but they're not going to last as long. So those are kind of the pros and cons. Um, and then also we have Faraday bags. So I have a crossbody bag that you can wear. So you're blocking that radiation from your phone because where do we wear our phones? <laughs> In our right, pockets, yeah. right yeah. near our organs. 
And so we're not thinking about the repercussions of how this is going to affect childbirth or being able to have a family. So isn't it interesting that we wear our phones literally right around our reproductive organs? So yeah. it does make a difference. They actually did a study with rats and the National Toxicology Program did a study. And this was when it was 2 and 3G and male rats were getting cancer. So this is a study that goes back and they aren't continuing to test things the higher frequencies we go. And that's the red flag. You know, why aren't we testing before we go to another level? And so think about the, the Super Bowl that just happened. 65,000 people in a stadium. Can you imagine how strong their Wi-Fi was? It was probably 7G and more. I mean, it's, it's amazing what they have to do. So... Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I'm loving this because this this gives us a way to kind of beat it all out. Like I could finally go to sleep now and I'm excited because I'm going to go try mine. And I, yeah. I've i heard great reviews from Whiteds who have told me that the bed sheets are amazing and everyone's loving these products. So thank you so much for sharing this with our audience. Again, guys, if you guys use the promo code BREE, that's B-R-E, you get the additional 10% off on top of the sale prices, which are amazing. And the sale's not going to last forever. So you got to go over to Redemption Shield dot com right now to secure all those great prices. Thank you so much, Gina, for jumping on with us today. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate the offer you just offered our audience as well. That is a great deal. Yeah. So thank you. In a world where technology surrounds us, our exposure to EMR or electromagnetic radiation is higher than ever before. With over 400,000 cell towers and antennas in the United States alone, not to mention Wi-Fi that runs 24-7 in our home, cell phones that are carried in our pockets hours on end, and hundreds of 5G satellites in our orbit. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, heart palpitations, insomnia, and so much more. Start protecting yourself now. In Introducing Redemption Shield, your EMF protection products. With over 705 star reviews, Redemption Shield is leading the way in shielding and grounding products. Taking inflammation out of your body with grounding bed mats, grounding bed sheets, hats, scarves, Wi-Fi router covers, cell phone bags. Come and see us today at RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded. RedemptionShield.com. Use code BREE and save 10%. I want to tell you guys about my friend, Allie. Allie is always complaining about her feet hurting because she's always in heels and working on them. And so I gifted her the new My Slippers 2.0. And let me tell you something, guys. It's been a complete game changer for Allie. You see, Allie tells me now it feels like she's walking on clouds because these slippers are so soft and the cushioning on them is perfect. She is so happy with her new My Slippers 2.0 that she's bragging about it to everyone. And well, if you go on mypillow.com right now, you'll notice that everyone's talking about these slippers. They're incredible. So right now you have to head over to mypillow.com and secure your slippers right now. Now, if you want to save up to 66% off, you got to do it by using promo code Brianna. That's B-R-E-A-N-N-A. Again, make sure you're using promo code Brianna if you want to secure your 66% off and get them now before they sell out. We wanted to bring you to Okaloosa County, that's in Florida, where a sheriff's deputy has just resigned after confusing an egg corn falling on his car for gunshots. Now, the story's bizarre, 
but we must warn you, it's likely that this might have been something related to PTSD. We're still unsure, of course, but there are reports that this individual was a veteran. So we want to just be as kind as possible about this. But the individual who has resigned is Deputy Jesse Hernandez. This is him in the video, and we'll play it for you in just a moment with audio of him thinking he was shot after he handcuffed and put a suspect in the back of his cop car. Now let's take a listen to how this all unfolded. Unfolded. You'll see the first video, which includes Jesse tumbling to the floor after thinking he was hit and then returning fire into his vehicle. And then you'll see his sergeant, Beth Roberts, return fire as well after she hears her fellow officer calling and saying that he's been shot. Let's take a listen. I have to remind you guys that officer was not shot. Okay. I, I don't understand the rolling. I don't understand the screaming that he was shot. He was not shot. And I understand that police officers should be on high alert given the state that we live in right now in this country. But again, he wasn't shot. He's rolling and he doesn't even know where he's shooting. And then his sergeant comes running over and starts shooting in his direction. Again, there's a suspect in that vehicle, an unarmed handcuffed suspect in that vehicle. Now, apparently the both of them had horrific aim, and thankfully, and that's thankfully, that suspect was not injured in all of that chaos, but it's horrifying to watch all of this unravel on body cam video. You wouldn't expect any of this to take place when there's literally nobody threatening either officer at this point, or sergeant or deputy. Now, after his resignation, there was an investigation, obviously, and ultimately they said that they did violate policy, but there are no criminal charges in this shooting. It's just something so difficult to wrap your minds around. It's hard to understand why this even happened in the first place. Again, some people are alleging that there was PTSD involved with this officer, deputy, I should say, which is heartbreaking in itself, but he wasn't shot. And this should have never happened. He was shooting at a car and could have put so many innocent people at risk. And that man who was in that car, that suspect, gosh, thankfully, thank God he's alive because that was a horrific situation that could have ended horribly. And so thankfully, we have the resignation of the deputy. There's no word yet on his sergeant, who was obviously just responding but didn't even know where the target was that she was shooting at. We'll bring you the very latest on this story as it continues to develop. Is the banking industry on the verge of collapsing? Well, we got Dr. Kirk Elliott here, and he's ready to deliver his economic update. Dr. Kirk, tell us. You know, last week I watched the Tucker Carlson interview with Putin. Uh, and you might love Putin, you might hate him. 
you might think he is a liar, truth teller. Doesn't matter. Um, he, Putin is going to tell the world what Putin wants the world to hear, right? But uh, there was a lot of truth that I saw in his statements with Tucker Carlson. When it comes to financial stuff and the economy, and, you know, I'm just going to put it into a brief perspective. So, you know, watching him, massive student of history, right? For the first 30 minutes of that interview, he was spouting off all of Russian history back to the 800s AD, right? I mean, it's like a long time ago. Um, and he gets it and he understands Russia's place in the world, their place currently and where they want to take it in the future. And he gets it. He's a nationalist. He loves his country, right? Every president on the planet should love their country and want the best for their people. And I mean, that would describe him. Um, I'm contrasting that with, with President Biden, who not only could he not recite history going back to the 800s, he can't even remember what happened yesterday, pretty much. I mean, sad, sad statement. Um, so much so that the Justice Department actually, you know, made a, a, a memorandum talking about how he might be unfit for trial, right? Because he's elderly and he has memory, short-term memory loss or something. It's like, wait a second, unfit for trial, but yet still fit to run a country? Are you joking, right? I mean, this is just stupid. But, but anyways, I'm looking at the two and just contrasting them, one a master strategist and one that is just a globalist that I don't know, doesn't really seem to do anything right right now, at least economically, right? So so what did Putin say? He said, I I don't hate the American people. I, I hate their leadership because they're using dollars as a weapon, a political weapon, meaning they put economic sanctions on us. And this ticked them off, right? So we tried to do SWIFT, you know, pull Russia out of the SWIFT program for international bank wires. What did they do? They just went to China. Said, hey, China we got kicked out of SWIFT. It's like, okay, great. We have one called SIPS. It's the same thing. And now they're de-dollarizing the world by adding the, the petrodollar countries into the mix. So this is what Putin's battle plan is, stripping away demand for the US dollar. And he knows what's going to happen next. If we don't have any demand, we're going to have to print our way out of it as Americans. And when we do that, that causes inflation. With that inflation comes higher interest rates, like we've talked about dozens of times. So he knows this. We know this, right? So, so what comes next? Well, Jerome Powell pausing interest rate reductions, even though they promised that 2024 was going to be full of interest rate reductions because they've won the war on inflation. When they pause it, it tells me, nope, they haven't won anything. And they know it because without the petrodollar, they're going to have to print more money and they know they're going to have to raise rates down the road. So they don't want to look like two-faced and that they don't know what's going on. So therefore, they just pause for a bit. Well, this caused the banks to reel, right? So bank after bank after bank, Zions Bank and, and Comerica Bank and Schwab and others losing a ton of value. Well, one of those banks was New York Community Bank, which bought out Signature Bank back when Silicon Valley went under. So let me give it to you in this scenario. Let's say you have two cups of water, one fresh cup and one that's just full of poison. So... You're drinking out of your fresh cup and it's delicious, right? You pour it in with poison just a little bit. What does it do? That poison taints the whole cup. Kind of like New York Community Bank buying Signature Bank. You can't buy a bank with toxic assets and expect yours to still be good. It poisons all of the water in the well. So now New York Community Bank 
has you know lost 70% of its share value in January alone and about 40% of their assets are FDIC insured, 40%. So almost basically half of their assets are insured by FDIC. What is this gonna mean? That consolidation, a larger bank buying a smaller bank, when that smaller bank was toxic, ruined every apple in the apple cart. But this consolidation is happening all over the country and bank after bank after bank. This is a huge problem, right? And this is a huge problem because banks are running out of capital. And especially now with Basel III Accord, making them uh, up their reserve requirement from zero to 20%, they're gonna lend out even less because they need to build up their reserves or else they're not gonna comply with new standards. See, this is this is a vicious cycle. But who else sees that? The billionaires of the world, the ultra, 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 ultra wealthy, like Jeff Bezos. So Bezos, what did he do? He's selling a bunch of his Amazon stock. How do we know? Because we can go to the SEC and pull up the documents. When you own a company that big like Amazon, you're Jeff Bezos and, you know, richest or second richest guy in the world, whatever he is, um, you have to fill out an SEC form when you want to liquidate your own shares in your own company. So how much is he selling? All right. So this one, which was dated... February 7th, it's SEC file number 000-22513 and this form four. Um, the first one, $8.45 billion, right? $8.45 billion. This one, a little over $2 billion. So you add those together, we're about almost $10.5 billion of shares that he's unloading. So he's not the only one that's unloading. Blackstone, one of the country's largest real estate, um, well, actually the world's re largest real estate holding companies is sitting on mountains of cash and they're bragging about it. And they actually did a capital raise just to raise cash. Well, what are they gonna do with it? Well, they're sitting on it, for their own words, to buy real estate when? When it's pennies on the dollar, right? Oof, that's, that's cheap, right? And, and how about Warren Buffett, one of the world's best investors? Um, you know, uh, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth richest person in America. What is he doing at Berkshire Hathaway? He's actually sitting on cash too. Why? Waiting for a market correction so he can buy stocks for pennies on the dollar because he's a value investor. He buys companies when they're distressed so he can ride them back up. All three of these, Bezos, Blackstone, Warren Buffett, what are they saying? that something's going to collapse, something's going to come crashing down, and we're ready for it, right? So so I would listen. I would listen to those guys when it comes to this because they, they're trying to protect themselves, and we can do the same thing, right? So so as you look at that, all the selling, um, BRICS are making good on their global currency moving forward. They want their central bank digital currency to be backed by gold, Central banks around the world are buying gold like there's no tomorrow. So therefore, what do we do? We buy silver. Why? Because we can leverage the growth of gold. Both equally as safe, silver is outperforming. Let's buy silver when it outperforms, let's say two to one. Well, we could sell our silver and go into gold and get you twice as many ounces of gold as we could have today. If it triples, well, then what do we do? Well, let's sell it. We get three times as many ounces of gold as what you could have purchased today. That's amazing, right? That's like free metal when you don't have to add any new capital to it and you increase your ounces. 
So this is the political landscape we're living in right now. Um, you've got wars. You've got rumors of wars. You've got SEC documents of billionaires selling their shares, and a lot of them, $10.5 billion worth, that's, that's a lot. I mean, literally, that's a lot. Um, you've got banks that are going toxic uh, because they buy out other toxic banks. I don't know how many, and you've got Putin saying they're going to continue to de-dollarize the world and he hits American leadership. So does the rest of the world. It's like, man, what do we do? Allocate into physical silver like we've been talking about for over a year. It's the only thing that makes sense given this economic landscape that we're living in. So that's what I've got for this week. God bless you. Hope you have a good one and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Dr. Kirk Elliott. Gosh, that was so insightful. To figure out what's going on with our economy, I mean, I, I'm i not like an economic expert. And so I usually turn to Dr. Kirk Elliott for his advice because he's got two PhDs. I'm sure you guys are aware too, the flyover conservatives, David and Stacey White. They call him Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott because he's got so many PhDs and it's quite impressive. But he brings up some critical points that I think everyone needs to pay attention to. And that's the kind of just getting your money into something that every other country is doing right now. They're backing their dollars with actual things of substance, like like silver, guys, silver. So I told you guys this before. I'm going to say it again. I have called his team and set up my appointment, scheduled it, and got my silver plan ready to go. And if you guys want to do the same, you can. We've made it so simple for you. So all you have to do is head over to briannagold.com. And we've literally created that form there. So all you have to do is fill out the information on your screen that you see. It's the basic contact information. Then somebody from his scheduling department reaches out to you. And then you have an appointment with somebody from his team. And they go over all of these, your financial plan and what you're looking to accomplish. It's so enlightening. It's like a de-stressor too, because you just don't have any stress regarding the kind of horrific things that we're about to endure with Joe Biden in the White House. So I highly recommend everyone right now, stop what you're doing. Go over to briannagold.com. That's B-R-E-A-N-N-A, gold.com. Come up with a plan. And it's as simple as entering your information into this form. It's basic contact information. It's very easy. It takes less than a minute to do. And then get a call with them, schedule an appointment, and just talk to them. And that's all you have to do is just talk to them about what you're looking to accomplish with your financial goals and securing your family's future. And you will feel so much better about the call. So again, head over to briannagold.com and fill out that form. You won't regret it. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. And under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliotphd.com slash Brianna. 
In a world where technology surrounds us, our exposure to EMR, or electromagnetic radiation, is higher than ever before. With over 400,000 cell towers and antennas in the United States alone, not to mention Wi-Fi that runs 24-7 in our home, cell phones that are carried in our pockets hours on end, and hundreds of 5G satellites in our orbit, common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, heart palpitations, insomnia, and so much more. Start protecting yourself now. Introducing Redemption Shield, your EMF protection products. With over 705 star reviews, Redemption Shield is leading the way in shielding and grounding products. Taking inflammation out of your body with grounding bed mats, grounding bed sheets, hats, scarves, Wi-Fi router covers, cell phone bags. Come and see us today at RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded. RedemptionShield.com. Use code BREE and save 10%. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them. 